found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Lonzo Ball being officially shut down and the Bulls make some waving and some signings. We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked On Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls Central, Chicago Bears Central, and Chicago Sky Central. With that being said, Pat. Don't with him on the Sky content. Come on, the bro. Sky come on now. Been busted. I'm not going to lie to you. Bro, like, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been surprised at how good the Chicago Sky content has been doing, but it is what it is. We're here to talk about the Bulls, bro. And officially, the news that we all knew was coming, me and you have been telling Bulls fans this was the likely outcome since – about six weeks into the season, because after that first four to six week time period went by, we're like, he ain't coming back. He'll be back he in 2023. Yeah, yeah, 2023. Um, so they <laughs> shut down. They shut down Lonzo That's the Ball. Greatest news report of all time. <laughs> and so one of the things that's concerning in this, and I won't lie, is the um, the quote that came from. Uh, uh, dang it! Uh, that quote that came out from AK after this, it just was like, "Yeah, he's still experiencing some discomfort. We're gonna continue monitoring with the eye set on 2023. Uh, that they that the timeline basically ran out of for him to get back in physical condition. Basically, there's still no confidence he's actually gonna be back in time for next season. How do you feel about all this, brother? Pat Beverly, 2024." I mean, I don't know. Like, what what are we really having a conversation about here? Like, we we knew Lonzo was going out. Um, I've I've told y'all at this point that I I believe that it's going to end up being a bad signing. I've told y'all that I don't think that the Bulls. Um, I think that this is a big reason why the Bulls have struggled mm-hmm. um, this season. I I don't think anything changes. Lonzo, we knew Lonzo was going to be done. We hoped for the best with him that he could be back uh, sometime this year, but realistically right he's he's trending towards a path where his career may be done and that is the worst part about it and it's not because i don't think lonzo can play it's not because i don't want lonzo to get healthy it's because we're a year and a half into this and there are no answers we have the same questions we had last january you're heading towards a player that you might have to do. We're heading to a point where I know we talked about the trade idea yesterday. You might have to try and do a respect type move and see if you can get him to do like one of those retired deals though. Well, here's the thing that uh, I did not take into consideration because it's a rare thing and rare, rare that it works. Now it doesn't really save the bulls much money, but they could do a waving stretch with Lonzo Ball's contract. Now, I'm not saying that it's likely. I'm not saying that, that if they have any confidence that Lonzo Ball is going to be ready to go by the start of next season, let, let's eliminate all this talk. Yeah. But for the nature of the conversation, 
That is another tool at the Chicago Bulls' disposal. It doesn't save them tons of money. It stretches it out. It does mm-hmm. open up some more money on the cap space. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, but that is another possibility. I, I I think you need to start looking toward those possibilities. Maybe not for this year coming up, but just yeah. because you're, if it goes you're, beyond this year, absolutely. If, if it goes beyond this year, if you get anywhere near the off season or the start of next season, and you're like, hey, we still don't have any answers, it's time to move on. Um, and, and I think that's the scariest part of this. I, it's not what I want for Lonzo. It's not how I want Lonzo's career to finish out. But the scariest part of this is you have literally every single doctor, their doctors, our doctors, uh, d- doctors from third parties, do- all over the place. And all of them have said the same thing. We don't know why it hurts. And I'm going to read the quote. Hurts. I'm going to read the quote from AK directly. Despite making significant increases in strength and function over the past several months, Lonzo Ball continues to experience performance-limiting discomfort during participation in high-level basketball-related activities. Considering the required time period to achieve the necessary level of fitness to return to play in the current stage of the NBA season, Ball will not return this season. The focus is for Ball will continue to be on uh, the resolution of his discomfort and a full return for the 2023-24 season. I, I don't I don't get any sense of confidence from that. Call me a conspiracy theorist, whatever you want to do. Nothing in that statement tells me that you are confident that Lonzo Ball is coming back to basketball anytime soon. We are already 13 months removed. Almost like by time the beginning of if the beginning of training camp and Lonzo is not ready to go, that is 20 months since his injury. That is almost two years, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what that means? That does not necessarily mean that his he can't come back. We've seen Jonathan Isaac, we've seen other players come back after time, but listen. For a team that is looking for answers, a team that may very well make some wholesale changes on this roster next season, you got to really start looking at it, exploring every option. If you if it gets to, well, I would say, if you're a month away from training camp and the doctors are still telling you the three, four that they've had them seen, and they have, we have no, uh, we have no idea why he's still feeling pain. Mm-hmm. You got to start looking at something, and that's just the business aspect of it. I love Lonzo. I love what he brought to this team. Some of the most exciting, not some, the most exciting brand of basketball I've seen the Chicago Bulls play in the last three to five years was when Lonzo Ball was playing on the court. I miss seeing him take that three-point shot and him get so excited he does that one-legged bounce. I miss all of that. I miss the transition buckets. I miss the the, the passes that look like he barely gave any effort and goes all the way across the court. I miss every single bit of that. But the business aspect of this, you have paid $40 million for 35 games. That ain't going to cut it. And, I mean, here's here's the question that you have to ask yourself. How's he going to be on the other side of this? Mm. Does he come back and he's able to continue to maintain that level of defense that he has? Or does he come back and he's Kendrick Nunn? Are you willing to have the third year of that contract be he's got to get used to basketball again? Yeah. Because that's, like, that's that's what Kendrick Nunn is in right now, right? Like, he's getting yeah. more playing time out in Washington right now. But when you see Kendrick Nunn on the court, what's he, a couple points a game, um, maybe six points a game, something like that, a couple of assists, you know what I mean? Like, he's not the Kendrick Nunn that went out when he was in Miami. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah. Maybe he can work his way back to being that guy, but I think that's the real question that you have to ask yourself. Year three of that, you're going to be paying him $20 million still, and in year three of that, are you okay with him being a shell of the player that he once was, maybe for the off chance that he works himself self back into being the player that he was in year four of it? And that And what's so frustrating about this for Lonzo is that if you look at the way that Lonzo transformed his shot, 
Um, yes. Became a defender. Yes. Imagine, like, Lonzo has dealt with the injury every single season of his NBA career, some more severe than others. Imagine if he had that time. Imagine if these last two summers where we're assuming that he's going to be, still be in recovery this summer. But imagine if that time was spent adding other things to his game. With mm-hmm. what he's already shown that he's been able to add to his game with injuries, imagine if Lonzo was able to just focus on adding to his game and it wasn't this constant stream of, I need to come back from injury. Lonzo would be so far above where he'd be a, probably a, a a defensive player of the year caliber player, which he already yeah. basically was. But on top of that, like, and it, and it sucks to see a player that, despite all the hype that he came into the NBA with, really meeting most of those expectations – and he should have been exceeding those expectations, but he hasn't just because of him having to deal with an injury every year of his career. No, 100%. I'm, I'm with you. And I think I think that's the part that's scary. I think that's the part that I, I look at. Is he going to come back and be able to still do that? Or is, is his shot going to be the same? Hey, right? Like, yeah. this is a knee. This changes everything. Is his back going to be able to hold up if he has to run a little bit different? Is, is his, uh, how's he going to be? That That's why I asked the question, what is he going to be when he actually does come back to the court, when he actually does get an opportunity to get on the court and play, because the biggest question right now is, yeah, he'll maybe he does come back. Maybe this is a Kendrick Nunn situation. I believe Kendrick Nunn also had a bone bruise, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and it did just take a ton of time for him to come back. It just did, right? Like he slowly worked his way back into it. It's not something that should be career ending. My question around the Chicago Bulls is, if you feel like, you're going into the next offseason with these same questions, and maybe he is able to play. We're not sure what the discomfort is. We're not sure whatever it is, but he's able to force his way through it and get on the court. Okay, then what player are you getting on the court? Yeah. Eh, I mean, that's the questions that AK and Eversley have to face amongst a laundry list of questions that they have to find answers to or hope to find answers to some of them over this offseason. Now, next up, we're going to talk about Tony Bradley being cut to make way for Patrick Beverly. But before we do that, I got to talk to you about one of our partners, and that's Prize Picks. And how does Prize Picks work? You pick two to six players, and if they will go on to score more or less than the Prize Pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college basketball, uh, women's college basketball, college football, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, every single sport you can imagine, you can use prize pick projections on. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. Ah, all right, Pat. So the question always was out there on how we were going to make room for the signing of Patrick Beverly. Well, now we got the answer to that. Uh, It's going to be Tony Bradley who's waved, so we're waving a big to make room for yet another guard. And we also have details on Patrick Beverly's contract. I know you asked about it yesterday. He's going to be signed for the remainder of the season. The Bulls will pay him $80,000 over the remainder of the season. Shout out to us. (laughs) (laughs) keep that in mind bulls fans if pat bev ain't looking to be that guy he's making 80 grand also shout out to him bro like he just 
He's just coming home, making just a regular salary like uh, like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so let me ask you this, and it goes into the next topic as well. We know we needed the point guard help, but is trading away a big for a small beneficial to the Chicago Bulls? I mean, it was a big that we weren't using. So I would say yes, because the player is beneficial because of what we talked about, even what he offers not on the court. So I do think it's beneficial in that area because it was a big that we're not using. It doesn't matter if Tony Bradley was 6'7", 6'2", 6'11", 7'15". It doesn't matter because we weren't using him. 7'15", yeah, that's that's eight. That's over eight feet. I just, I'm being ignorant. I'm being ignorant. <laughs> I just, it's just it's just interesting kind of seeing the Bulls' philosophy with a lot of this, right? Like, yeah. we, we've seen them, like, literally, like, we thought Billy was joking when he said we might try Pat out at some center. He was not. Oh, no. That was, that's, so, we the, may see Dale and Terry at center. Honestly, well, that wouldn't be that surprising if we'd be 100% <laughs> honest. Uh, but, but I just, I, it's interesting to me, right, the cutting of Tony Bradley just really tells you their philosophy. I don't think Tony Bradley was this all-star center. I'm not telling you that there was more potential there than there was than um we than we saw. But when Tony Bradley got in the game, he could grab you a couple of rebounds and block a couple of shots. He was good enough when he played on the floor for us. Now, granted, it was by necessity to at least probably be a backup big for us last year. And we didn't use him last year. It just It's just interesting to me when you see the philosophy around this Bulls team. Not saying Tony Bradley was, oh, my God, great. How could we lose him? But the philosophy of we're just going to play with a smaller lineup with a team that is last in the NBA in three-point attempts and three-pointers made is really, really – right, like, I get it if right we're running out there with the Warriors because we're just knocking down so many threes, we don't got to be big. But 90% of our game is inside <laughs> – I mean, it, it, it's it's telling that Tony Bradley, even in the time where we need needed size, we went and signed an over-the-hill Tristan Thompson instead of playing Tony Bradley. At a time where we needed size who's this a, season. Who's a little bit smaller, right? What's Tristan, 6'9", six, 6'8"? Six, I don't eight? remember. I don't, yeah, probably. And we were, like, running him out there at center. Tristan yeah. might be taller than that. I don't think he uh, And then even this, even the last season before the Tristan, Derrick Jones Jr. was a way more impactful backup center than what Tony Bradley was. The fact that Tony Bradley's the moment that he's always going to be remembered for is this. This oh, is yeah. always oh, this is better. always what we're going to remember Tony Bradley better. for. And keep in I'm mind, doing, Tony. There was a game in which Tony Bradley had a double double in one quarter last season. Mm -hmm. Nobody remembers that. So I, I'm not going to miss Tony Bradley on this team because even what and much like Troy Brown is over in in what in L.A. And yeah. playing a solid role for them, not doing anything amazing, but playing a solid role for them, it's 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 a chance that the team may pick him up. But I think but, I think that's my point with it, right? Like, yeah. there's, I'm not sitting here telling y'all Tony Bradley was fire, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not I'm not coming out here telling you, man, we really miss Tony Bradley on this team. But would I be surprised if I see Tony Bradley go to another team and he's out there and he's giving them eight and eight and eight? No, well, that that that's a bit that's a bit much to say eight and eight. I I don't know if he's getting. Eight I mean, eight. when we when we saw him getting good minutes out on the um, on the uh, uh what what was the road trip we were on the West Coast trip? It's basically what he gave us. 
Even, even, and the only reason he was here was because Billy had him in OKC. Even when he was at OKC, he was like eight and eight. Cause I remember like being excited, like, oh man, Tony Bradley so in 18 coming. Minutes nice for OKC, for, in 18 in 18 minutes average over 22 games for OKC, he did average eight and six. So and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not telling you that he's good. I'm not telling you we're gonna miss him. I'm just saying that the philosophy of the Chicago Bulls is interesting here because Tony Bradley came to the Bulls. We saw him have moments where he gave you games like that, right? Eight and six. We also saw him like get picked up and carried away by another grown man. But we couldn't find a way to utilize him on a team that absolutely needed size. Now, what goes into that? Tony Bradley's also, uh, by the way, shooting 60% from three this season. I don't know why that just... Oh, that's, <laughs> shout out to Tony Bradley, That's bananas, bro. bro. That is bananas, man. <laughs> I think he's literally taken three threes and made two of them. But um, I just, I, I, I just, I see, to me, right, like the decision to go away from guys that big is just so interesting on a team that we've repeatedly said you guys need more size and it's it's been the it's been the no matter the big we bring in we usually opt to go away from them we went back to andre drummond when we had no other options at center like booch like booch like didn't he like roll his ankle or something and then they were like well we got to put dre out there now and then we just left dre in the rest of the game and he came in and cooked and then we were like hey let's start playing him again like th- that that's the philosophy that the Bulls are rolling out here with. And I just it's it's always like, are y'all really seeing what's going on here? Like, are y'all really seeing that y'all be getting outboarded by some of these teams by a lot? Yeah. Also, Tony Bradley never played for Billy Donovan. Who'd he play for in uh OKC? That uh Billy was already our coach by then. Oh, so he played for the other he played for yeah. the other dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh it's like I, I get I get what you're saying, right? Hey, who's well, they coach? I feel bad. I just said the other who's dude. OKC's Thunder's who's coach? OKC's coach, bro. Um, I said the other coach? dude. I feel bro, bad. I have no idea. I'm not even going front. I'm not even going front with you. I have I'm no sorry. idea who their coach is. Up. I gotta look it up. Man. It's That's Mark so something, right? It's I a weird no last idea. name. It's a strange last name. But um, there there is something to be said that like. Billy Donovan's reluctance to use size. Like, I'm not saying, like you said, Tony Bradley isn't a world beater, isn't anything like that. But at a time where we had, you know, we needed just somebody to go out and get rebounds. I remember a game where Tony Bradley and and uh, Derrick Jones Jr. came in last season. It was earlier in the season yeah. after they both came back from injury. And they changed the tone of that game. Like, and no one is to say that, no, Tony Bradley isn't somebody you want to bet on. Tony Bradley, to me, stinks. And I'm not mad that he's off this team. No. But I do understand the point that you're making on that, we didn't we didn't use them. It's a weird we philosophy to go with, yeah. is all I'm saying. Mike, I'm I have no idea how to say this man's last name, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't said this once this season. Mike Dognault. D A I He looks like an extra off the Sopranos, bro. I have no idea. Jeez. Mike Diagonal. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I've I've never said this man's name a day in my life. Bro. I've never heard it said either. Do they just not talk about their coach? Do they call him Coach <laughs> they call D? His, like call him Mikey D. <laughs> call him Mikey D. Coach Mikey D. That's tough. I feel bad. I can't. I I tried to. I tried to actually like give my man some respect, and I feel like I disrespected him more by not having any idea how to even say his name remotely. <laughs> I've never even, you know how you see somebody and you be like, I don't think I've ever heard this person say a word. 
I've never heard him talk. All right, man. Shout out to Locked On uh, Thunder out here, man. Shout out to y'all. Y'all, y'all having a great year, though, by the way. He's, do, he's doing something right. Um, before we get to this final topic, man, well, we will talk about another signing that the Chicago Bulls made of the young fella, Terry Taylor, who uh, I will say, we, we're getting some high praise from another Locked On host from. Very interesting. Um we do want to let you guys know first about Built Bar if you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories. You got to try Built Bar. I've been on this workout journey trying to get myself back in shape. And you know what? Built Bar has absolutely been there to help me, keeps me from being hungry, covered in 100% real chocolate. And it comes in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. I'm talking about I have no idea how Built does this, but they make it taste good. And it's so healthy. It's only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. We've been telling y'all forever to go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Still works. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream or double chocolate or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of the brownie batter and churro puff you can thank me later all right the bulls have made the sign ak finally getting active bro like shout out to ak for getting active bro out here doing the moves that we need to see we're on our path to be the championship team we all deserve we have waved malcolm hill and signed terry taylor we championships number seven coming coming another dude another dude that we've never seen a minute of um (laughs) i will say this i will say this I can't say that I've watched one second of Terry Taylor on the floor. And I don't feel bad about that because he's only basically been on the floor for about eight minutes per game for 26 games this year. But we did get some high praise from another locked on host, Tony East host of locked on Pacers, who is who uh, uh, Terry Taylor spent most of his time with this season literally sent me a a, a little text, a little DM on Twitter, said, I can't believe I'm saying this about a two-way guy. Heck of a preference here. But Terry Taylor is actually good. If if we're doing a segment on him or anything, he's the best short rebounder in the league by a lot. So is this the move that replaces the non-production of Tony Bradley by going out there and getting a guy who's I've, some sites have him listed six, four, six, five, a small ball type guy. That's just going to do the dirty work. Get out there and grab rebounds. We're never going to see him check into a game. He's never going to get in the game. He's, he's never going to get in the game. <laughs> just to say, I don't know, dog. He's, he's well, got, bro, we got injuries. Anybody over, in anybody over six, six doesn't touch the floor for this team outside of Vooch and Drummond. He's at that threshold where he might get in. <laughs> the nature of the two-way deal, I highly doubt we see him unless, like I said, it's during this time of injuries. Um, I do like the the rebounding numbers. I mean, you talked about them before we started recording the role, the rebounding rate, which is solid. Um, and maybe they can look at it as maybe a thing. Here's the thing, and I don't mean to fearmonger on this, but I, I need to be real. Um, Javante Green had a debridement just like Lonzo Ball had a debridement. Yep. We were supposed to hear something on him in four to six weeks. Yep. We're nearing week 10 with no update. Yep. 
It, it, it it's definitely a, a a to me writing on the wall situation possibly, uh, and maybe the Bulls saying we're just not going to go down this path again. <laughs> um, I I'm right there with you. I think that this is a move that kind of does that. And the thing is, right? What do, what do most of those young guys like this give you? Mm-hmm. They're going to go out there. They're going to give you the heart. They're going to give you the fight. They're going to give you the energy. They're going to because they're trying to make a team. He's 23 years old. He's six five, small forward. Doesn't have a lot of uh, uh, um pressure on him and i'll tell you this right now 230 not a small dude he's six five he's a solid guy so i don't know again i haven't seen a ton of him um the advanced analytics would tell you there's more to him than what meets the eye but the advanced analytics can tell you anything you want them to tell you sometimes right but i, I mean his true shooting percentage is 66 percent his free throw percentage, about 70%. Uh, his turnover to assist ratio is about 9%. Pretty good. Rebounding ratio, he's about a 13% rebounder. So he's going out there. He's grabbing boards on the time he's on the floor based on what he's supposed to be doing. I, but it, again, I'm giving you numbers that could extract, like freaking Cristiano Felicio's advanced metrics would tell you that he was going to be a good player. Hey, Tony Bradley's advanced out per 36 tells you that he's not he, bad. They're not, not that. bad at all. <laughs> so take everything I said there with an absolute pile of salt. I'm not even going to say grain. Take it with as much salt as you can. You should have high blood pressure after all of that. Um, but if it's a situation where AK is trying to see something where he can just go out there and get another energy guy, get another guy that's just going to grind it out and fight. Maybe he's that maybe he's that kind of guy that you bring in. And and again, I'm not mad that you're going to get those guys because those are the guys you need. Like literally, we just look at the starters. We'd be like, somebody gonna do something, somebody gonna, gonna be aggressive. We we saw a rookie come in, and that's the only time we saw somebody get aggressive. Well, we got Pat Bev coming. He's definitely gonna be aggressive. Oh, he, he's naturally aggressive, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he just barked at a human just randomly at some at some point. A just, human. He just a human. barked at a dog. He barked at what a human. Like, he barked at a dog. He barked oh, yeah. at a dog. A pit bull. He looked at the pit bull dead in his face and barked at the pit bull. Pit bull um, was going ahead of us. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so he's DMX now. The pit bull looked at uh, Pat Bev and said, I wasn't familiar with your game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was not familiar with your game. That's hilarious, Brody. Oh, man. Hey. Listen, I don't know what to say. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see if he gets in the game. And if he does get in the game, we'll see what how he does produce for the Chicago Bulls. Malcolm Hill, surprised. I am surprised that Malcolm Hill is cut. Honestly, if they were going to cut somebody, I would have I would have expected it to be Carlick Jones. But um, yeah, considering weird. Malcolm Hill. Again, again, the height, 6'7". I mean. I He's guess, too tall. It's how dare you want these tall people on your basketball court? <laughs> oh man, that's that's shout out to Billy Donovan, bro. Shout out to Billy Donovan. Um, I, I, I don't know if this was Billy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm saying with him in his short rotations, bro. Oh like, yeah, they do be running some short rotations. He do yeah, be running yeah. some short rotations. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got nothing left, bro. I got hey, nothing man, left. We have a team signs, full bro. of G League. Apparently, this dude's a G League dog. One month ago in the G League, he put up 46 points, 14 rebounds. Shout out to him. He has no NBA highlights. <laughs> but he cooked us. Didn't he score like 20 points on us one time? Did he? 
Yeah, maybe that's the reason that we got him. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. Follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Shout out to Terry Taylor, man. I hope you have a long career here in Chicago and you, you <laughs> turned into a player that none of us thought you were. You guys can follow me at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go on and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace. Drop 24 and 16 versus the Orlando Magic.